Hey everyone, Matt Lowe here. Welcome to the 53rd episode of Bouncing Back, a video series meant to give people who have been laid off to COVID-19 an opportunity to sell themselves to new employers in the ad industry. And this is the 27th episode as part of my partnership with the Avail List, an unbelievable website that spotlights all the amazing talent in the ad industry who are ready to get back to work. For this episode, we have Joel Hanlon, who is most recently an Associate Creative Director slash Art Director at Mofi, which I'm sure a lot of you know well for charging your phones. And before that, he was at South Park Digital Studios. So Joel, really happy to have you here. Good to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, maybe start off just by telling everyone how you're dealing with the pandemic, where you're quarantining, and how you've been keeping busy the last few months. Uh, <laughs> like everyone, it's been, a, it's been a challenge, but it's, uh, it's obviously one of those things that you take on and you, you try to do the best that you can with it. Um, for me, I'm married and I have a son. So a lot of my time has turned into instead of being a designer and a creative director, it's been a teacher. Uh, so I spend most of my time on most days prodding along an eight year old to figure out how he can advance in his career as an eight year old uh, in third grade. So um, quarantine in Long Beach, California, uh, and pretty much that's where we, we've been hanging out and staying. We haven't really jaunted out much. We went to the Grand Canyon a little while ago just to get away from it all, um, just to get an experience for him. He'd been stuck in the house for so long, so it was a good little experience to get out and see the world again, which is kind of crazy to say, but it, it, it was good. So uh, Definitely. How's the teaching going? Uh, teaching is a challenge. Um, a lot of things have changed since, you know, we were kids. Uh, core five is something that we do in California and I'm sure across the country and it's a whole nother way of doing math or spelling or, or you know vocabulary words so we're along for the ride too of learning which is it's not a bad thing so I mean it if you can learn something out of anything then then you you're growing so that that's important so yeah definitely have you been able to flex your kind of creative muscles at all you know other than doing little drawings for my son no and that's where you know you start to jones for that you're starting to you know, it's been seven months since being laid off. And I think that's where a lot of us, you know, there isn't that opportunity um, to really do anything because no one's really reaching out. Uh, so I think that's a challenge for some of us creatives that don't have an outlet or, you know, are married and have families that that takes the priority out of, you know, being at a, being at a workplace anymore. So, you know, I'm, yeah, it's, it's, I'm hungry for an opportunity, whether it's freelance or, you know, full time obviously would be what a lot of us would prefer. Um, but yeah, it's it's difficult, you know, to to find that right now. So yeah, well, hopefully this podcast video series part something, yeah. Spark yeah. something. Yeah. Maybe tell everyone, you know, a little bit about yourself, how you got into this industry, where you worked, maybe some clients you worked on. Yeah, sure. Um, I yeah, I grew up in Colorado, so that uh, that's kind of where my base was. Uh, I ended up. Um, finding Art Center College of Design here in California and fell in love with it. Um, so back in 93, it's a long time ago, I decided that that's where I wanted to be. I felt that that's the school to go to because my talents and my skills really were, you know, ready to be taken to that next level. And that school was an amazing place for me to do that. And it took me to that next level. Um, after that, you know, small little design firms here and there um, doing stuff for, you know, some big, big things like uh, the Women's World Cup when it was here. I did all the graphics and stuff for that through a little design firm. Um, so I was getting some opportunities to do some really cool stuff, even right out of school. Uh, I ended up at RPA, which is Ruben Poster and Associates in 
Santa Monica, California, where the primary client there was is Honda. So for nine years, I was doing Honda Acura, which was great. I, I love cars. So that was, I was, I'm a big car guy. I've always had really fun cars. I've always wanted to build cars and had model cars. So when I was there, it was cool. It was a cool opportunity. Um, unfortunately, and ironically, what happened was the same thing that happened in this is the economy crashed and businesses and you know companies couldn't afford to do advertising. They, they started pulling back and all of a sudden all these ad agencies you know started dropping you know the, the layoffs. And unfortunately back then I was one of those and I've always taken that to heart in this situation and said, you know what? It gave me an opportunity to go a wholly di totally different you know 180 degree angle away from car advertising and segue into what I never thought I'd be working on was South Park. Um, grew up watching it, grew up in Colorado. So I knew all the little jokes um, and I got an opportunity to work there for nine years, um, which was great. It was an amazing ride of working with the show, marketing the show, pushing the show, doing events for the show, handling uh, all of the uh, marketing and branding um, globally. Um, so not only here in the States, but we were working across the whole world. It's crazy when you work on a show like that. There's so many people in the other parts of the, of the world that love the show. They don't even understand it, but <laughs> they, they love it for some reason. For instance, Norway and those places. So we did a lot of global stuff, um, worked on all of the games that were released. So I was in charge and part of the uh, marketing and driving uh, uh, the Stick of Truth, the first console game, and then the second one, which was the Fractured Butthole. So I had the opportunity to work on both those games, not only as on the marketing end, but doing some stuff within the, within, within inside those games. And then um, also working on the, the app for the show. Um, so I, my hands were all over the place for marketing South Park. Um, got a little edgy and a little bit um, restless while I was there because it's only a small team of creatives. And I wanted the chance to manage and mentor and teach and Mophie popped up and I was like, this could be a cool little opportunity to go somewhere. And, you know, I was in the consumer electronics industry, which, which we all are fans of. If we're in this industry, it seems like all of us love phones and tech. Yeah. And I thought it was a great opportunity to kind of segue into another, another genre, if you will, of, of creative. And um, the challenge there was to rebrand Mophie. Um, and that was a great opportunity. And we were almost there and then guess what? COVID came along and destroyed that. Um, we'd had it already already down to the executives. We'd already had it ready to go. We were gonna roll it out. And then in you know February, we started seeing these signs and then slowly but surely we saw it just crush, not only you know just our marketing and our branding and all that was we're ready to go, but it was also crushing the, the supply line because China was closing down um, and we couldn't get the product and then all of a sudden all of our buyers and, and our partners Verizon, AT&T, Best Buy all were like we're out you know um, so for Mophie it was strategic to let people go or to furlough us um, I'm grateful that they you know they did furlough and kept my insurance and have kept me on my insurance all the way to the end of the year so there you know I, I appreciate that that a company still valued me enough or valued us that got let off laid off to, uh, you know, still at least provide a little bit of security, if you will. Um, it's just a bummer when you work really hard on something and you're ready to roll out a, an idea and a brand and you've strategically planned it. And then, you know, something that's completely out of your hands 
takes it away from you. And for me, you know, it was my, it, we worked day and night on it. We had a whole new persona for it. Um, and it just, I, I was so bummed that we couldn't, you know, implement it into the brand because it would have helped the brand immensely shifting gears to a new, you know, demographic and everything. So, I mean, you kind of got to take it like it did in 2009 and go, maybe hopefully something will come my way that'll give me a new, you know, another, that tool on my tool belt, if you will, kind of thing. So that's how I've looked at it. You got it as hard as it is some days, if it is, I think for all of us that have been down this road, it's, it's difficult to just go, yeah, it's going to get better and uh, hopefully it will. So. Yeah, well, that's a great attitude. I love your trajectory. And yeah, totally agree. There's nothing more frustrating than having a campaign ready to go out the door yeah. and something you couldn't even control. No, yeah. Kind of yeah. Happening kind of comes in and, and knocks it down. Yeah, it's a bummer. But it, you know, hopefully they can take what, what I did there and implement it down the road. And I still, you know, pat myself on the back and go, you know, at least we got that out the door. Who knows? But, uh, you know, it's time to move on and find something else that I can, you know, dive into and and you know knock out of the park so to speak so i mean that's kind yeah, of totally uh, yeah and i think you know you can tell just by your your background you've used kind of those opportunities of you know to change or you know where you had to you know be forced to to leave agencies or move on to kind of pivot into new different you know niche genres which yep. leads me to my next question of you know what are you looking for in your next role do you want to stay in, you know the kind of consumer goods or maybe pivot again to a different area you know i mean the sky's the limit, I guess, for this. Uh, you know, I, I, I look back at entertainment and, and the fun that I had with South Park and, and that area, whether it's in, in-house working, you know, for an in-house environment like I was at South Park or working with an ad agency that tackles multiple clients. It would be fun to not always be on the same brand, if you will. I kind of missed that about being back at RPA. I wasn't just working on Honda. I was working on Pintex. I was working on Mandalay Bay. I was working on, you know, pitches for you know for sony and stuff like that i miss that kind of uh mixing it up if you will because i, I think you sharpen yourself a little bit better when it isn't the same mundane brand um granted you're rolling out you know for south park it was always crazy because it was the show and you were always having to market something that was crazy but the creativity there was already kind of in place if you will and you had to just implement it because of Mart matt and trey's you know, vision, you already, you really didn't have that opportunity to create a vision. Um, I think, I think for me, I want that opportunity again. Um, Mophie, you know, the consumer electronics, I just don't know how stable that is in this environment and, you know, it'll get better, but I think, it, I think some of those, I think a lot of these companies that, you know, even Apple, if you will, is going to, you know, are seeing declines in this and because people don't have the money to buy a bunch of cool little gadgets anymore. Um, I guess the safe bet is gaming and entertainment is really where I've started to kind of focus my, you know, my attention to. Um, but then again, right now it's a shotgun approach, you know, whatever, you know, you're shooting, if you get a couple of pheasants, which one, you, you know, hopefully you get one and can help you, you know, leapfrog into something else, so to speak, is kind of how it's been lately. So. Yeah, it totally makes sense. You're right. The last two have kind of been more client side. They're interesting. Yeah. In-house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What would you say are some of your best qualities? Um, I think I can think, I, I, I believe I think out of the box. I think I can come to the table with, because of my experience and where I've been, I come, come just not with that, you know, blindsided, but I can come back and look at where I've been and kind of bring that back to the table and say, what if we, what if we didn't do it this way? What if we did it some other way? And, 
I'm a, I, I like to take risks. I want people to, you know, I, I guess that's my other thing is I don't always want it to be the safe bet. Uh, I think sometimes you got to fail. Um, granted, it's money that you're failing with, but sometimes it's, you know, there's, there's, there's little failures that help, you know, generate an idea that, that is successful down the road. And I think that's important. I think once you, you know, I mean, that's how I've always felt is like, you can't always just take the safe, safe bet. I mean, I, I, I think that that's fine. And it probably is, you know, okay, and it's going to get you where you need to get. But is it going to be the most successful campaign or idea or, or solution to the problem? And it, it may or may not be. So um, for me, that's kind of how I see myself as a risk taker. I like to, I like to explore things that haven't, you know, been done before. Um, yeah, I mean, those are those are really who I am. I mean, uh, obviously, jumping around, I've had to take some risks. So. I mean, yeah, I think risk taking is, is really important to you know come up with those ideas that have never been done. And for you know a brand, you kind of have to take those risks to stay relevant. And for us, if we lose someone else's money, you know, yeah, all right, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah and uh, you know, it's like you also got to be a good salesman and, and convince and and help a client go okay. But I don't trust you know, it's it's also being able to communicate that to them and say, look, you know, you've been doing it this way for so long. If we keep going down this road, I mean. And they've got to be willing to take that risk too. So that's the other thing is you've got to, I would like to find a place where, you know, creatively people are doing that, that they, they want to like, they're, they're not just stuck in that. Okay. We're banging these out. We're moving along and we're making money and we're taking care of each other, but we're not really taking risks or growing or learning or progressing. I think that's the danger in this industry sometimes as we get stagnant um, even myself and in, in where we are. And if you do that, then, you know, you, yeah, you might be making a living, but are you really happy? I think for me, I, you know, I want to always grow and, and learn. And I think that's challenging, but, but, you know, you know, I've always felt that way about my, my career. I just didn't want to be, Hey, I'm just this guy. You know, that's why I jumped from a really secure South Park job. It was secure, making a lot of, you know, good amount of money. And I went somewhere and took a risk and look what that risk gave me. I mean, yeah, I could look at that as a negative, but it gave me an opportunity to, you know, a brand, a whole new brand for a Mofi company. So didn't work, didn't get sent out yet, but you know, right. it gave me a chance. Yeah. yeah it, I sharpened it was my, there. yeah, I challenge, I, I sharpened my, 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 my skill set is how I look at it for that. And yeah. I have to look at it that way. So yeah, which is a really, you know, good attitude. And I think, yeah, there is some, some client handholding and building client relationships yeah. so that you can push, you know, through those, you know, scarier ideas but i think that's that's important and as a creative it's important, to, important to guide them through there and not just you know say it's a cool idea and it's scary but actually show them why it's worthwhile yeah yeah it's it, you know it's a it's a it's a it's it's difficult for a client sometimes to not just stay on the path that is successful or or that it may not even be successful it's just you know flatlining it's keeping them sustained yeah i think i think important to, to push them to veer off and hopefully they can yeah, where it makes sense. Yeah. Do you have a, a favorite project you've worked on? Um, I think the last project that I did at Mofi, where we did a collaboration with Apple, is really one of the things that I felt like was, you know, successful, and it came out really nice. Uh, the photographer that that was in our in-house photographer did an amazing job of shooting and capturing a vibe that we were like trying to get away from a business traveler look at Mophie and trying to go younger and hipper and kind of fun and fashionist, fashionista, if you will, a little bit more. And I felt like we captured that in that little campaign that we rolled out for these 
you know, these are Apple exclusive product that we build that we built for them and that are only exclusively in their store. So we wanted that campaign to drive and connect with Apple as well. So I felt like we did a pretty, I mean, felt like it was a good job. Um, I think one of the other projects that I worked on that was really cool was it's just a little project, but it, but it came out amazing. Um, it was at South Park is one of the last things that we did was a, it's for record store day. I don't know if you're familiar with that where we released vinyls. So the last vinyl that we released for record store day was bigger, longer uncut. So it was this really cool, intricate packaging that we did that popped out and had Terrence and Philip pop out and had color vinyl. So I got to design that whole packaging and market it and send it out. So it was really fun to kind of like do that kind of fun thing where you can escape and just do something that you love, you know what I mean? And, and, and be passionate about it. So that was, that's, I throw that out there as something that's just a neat little, I look back at that little project and go, man, that was a really fun little project to work on. So yeah, I love that. And let you kind of flex your, you know, again, creative muscles with, you know, yeah. package design and showing off kind of your artistic skills. Yeah, it was, it was a fun gig and, you know, that was a good way to close it out. So yeah. What would agencies be getting if they did reach out and hire you, whether freelance or full-time? I think they'd get, you know, someone who's going to be dedicated to, to working his butt off. I mean, and, and willing to, again, take some risks, but also to, you know, be there to, to be able to support their vision, their culture. Um, I, I think it's important that I fit in with the culture as well. And I think that's part of it is the, this cultural, you know, of each place that you work at, you, you've got to be able to work with that culture and, and understand how, you know, their, their goals are and what they're trying to accomplish as a, as a company um, I think they'd get a mentor. They'd get someone who loves to teach, who I'm not a, I'm not a stickler. I'm not a mean guy, but I, but I believe in like, really, you know, let's try to do the best we can first time. And let's not, let's try to limit mistakes. Let's try to button up things. Let's, uh, I think you get that type of person from me. Um, I'm organized. I, I, I want to be, or I want my team to be organized. I want them to, I want them to also not just be stagnant as well. Uh, I think it's as a creative director, you're a leader uh, and leaders need to lead by example. And if you're not, you know, I mean, that's such a cliche, but it, it's true. I mean, you've got to be, uh, you know, growing and doing things and, and, and excelling yourself. Um, and it's difficult to do in this environment right now for any of us to go to museums, to go to exhibits, to, you know, go to car shows, to go see things that we love it's it's a disadvantage to all of us growing but it's like there's virtual things we can do that's the stuff that you know i think i bring to the table is 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 you know hey i'm i believe i'm i'm creative i believe that my tool belt has a lot of you know diversity that helps me jump into different circumstances and solve solutions and come up with great vision for for different clients so i think because of where i've been and what i've done i have that in my in my tool belt tool belt so yeah i think that's all you know really important and all yeah. super helpful to agencies these you know in these times who want to you know reach out and get someone who can be a, a mentor a team leader but also lead by example so mm -hmm. really important and i kind of agree with all those you know qualities what what do you like doing outside of work i know you mentioned cars you mentioned hanging out with family you know what else are you doing if you're not um I I'm a cyclist. I like bikes. Um, I love road bikes. Uh, I, I've been a bike, I guess that's part of growing up in Colorado that just gets, um, for some of us, it just gets embedded in your DNA and you become a cyclist. And, you know, I, I 
love building bikes and and you know I, I'm, a, I'm an old school guy so I like old steel road bikes and um, I guess I'm old in, in that sense because I'm also a big vintage uh, vinyl guy I love I have a turntable and old Marantz and old Klipsch speakers that I just listen to vinyl on and I most of the new music I buy is on vinyl um, and I I love I think part of why I love that is the artwork I love the design I love the old you know that that art unfortunately I feel is getting lost as we become such a disposable world of here here it is and then it's gone the next day I think a part of me wants to hold on to that you know being able to open up an album and go wow that's really beautiful or that's been really cool or hey my instructor did this Boston album cover you know I mean stuff like that you're just like you know and then the limited that's the big part of me Uh, my family is a big part of my life Uh, obviously my eight-year-old is a big part um, and that 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 pushes us to lego hell um or lego you know heaven whichever <laughs> you want to put it at so we do a lot of legos here at the house uh, lots of star wars legos uh, uh so that that and that's become a big thing for my son and i to kind of bond with and uh it's it's cool it's it's i was a kid and i loved legos too so i get that so um and then you know just trying to like stay creative the best that I can. And, and those, when you're, when you're a father and a husband and you're trying to like do all that, it's hard to do when you can't just go into the office and do something cool or go on, go off with your team to, you know, some museum and hang out or, you know, grab drinks after work and talk about, you know, whatever. So I'm a sports guy. Uh, I love, I love football and baseball. I'm excited today because the Dodgers are playing. So that's my other passion is those, 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 the sports so yeah that's awesome i love i love lego too it's always fun you know yeah kind of getting your hands you know in, into that and kind of turning off your brain from all the other distracting stuff and i'm i'm jealous you can root for la teams <laughs> here you know maybe the yankees are worthwhile but i'm a mets fan unfortunately so oh yeah well that's much um, going on for me yeah that yeah that's tough i mean i i didn't grow up uh I, when i was in denver there wasn't a football baseball right. team so i was able to when i came here I did a project about Jackie Robinson when I was at Art Center that that that's the nostalgia and the beauty and the importance of Jackie and the Dodgers just kind of took me and I just became a Dodger fan because of that. And I since then, that's all I now I'm a diehard Dodger fan. So yeah, <laughs> don't hold that right, against well. me. If you're trying to employ me, I'll keep my mouth shut if that's part, <laughs> that's part of the deal. Well, lucky you. Hopefully this, yeah. you know, this might be your your year. Yeah. Last question for me is if there is a, a dream client brand agency that you you know want to give a little shout out to. I don't know. I mean, that's so hard. When I was growing up, it was or when I was going to school, it was always like Pentagram, Landor, these companies that I fell in love with. I met Kit Heinrich, who was one of the main founders of Pentagram. He was one of the uh, board chairs at Art Center, and I I idolized that guy. Um, I idolized. I mean, I've always loved the you know, the simplicity, the minim- those guys that did minimal design and, and, and minimal advertising, um, you know, I always thought Shy Day was amazing when I was, you know, just because of where they came and what they did. So, I mean, it, it's, it's hard now because there's so many agencies that, you know, you can't even put your, you can't even find that, those old school agencies like Goodby and you know they're they're, I mean they're there but now you have so many agencies that it's just like those old nostalgic agencies are still there but they're not like they used to be which is kind of interesting how advertising and design has changed that landscape how I think I think technology has changed that a lot 
you know, I mean, we don't, we don't do the old Mad Men kind of advertising anymore. It's kind of gone. So yeah, it definitely has, has evolved. I mean, thanks so much for putting yourself out there and yep. doing something like this. Yeah. I appreciate your time. And I, I, you know, yeah, it's been great. Appreciate it. Yeah. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Uh, there's, there's LinkedIn. That's always one of the best ways, or they can just hit me up, you know, on, on the website, which is joelhanlon.squarespace.com. Um, those would be the two places I would, would drive people to look or talk, communicate with me. Awesome. Well, you know, good luck and thanks so much for doing this. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And that's a wrap for the 53rd episode of Bouncing Back. If you know, anyone who wants to sell themselves to recruiters looking for talent in the ad industry, have them shoot me a note at M-A-L-O-W-930 at gmail.com. You can now check out these episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts under Bouncing Back and Advertising. Thanks a lot. Thanks.